Did you have any idea? <laughs> that is like so far from <laughs> what I thought was going to happen. Well, what's funny is, too, we talked about it yesterday. Talked about that platform. Length for like two hours. Yeah, and I knew the entire time. Oh, I my just couldn't God. tell you. I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And I didn't even pick this person. No. Either. No, that I know. I was so afraid you were weird. going to. All right. Well, we'll yeah. talk about all this here in a minute. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast, all of the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I want to thank everybody. Goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Audible link. Right there on the page, you can sign up, get a free trial, get a couple free audiobooks. Uh, I'm in the middle of Baba verse the book four. Um, oh my goodness. It's a good one. Uh, and I know that and, you just, yeah, pre-ordered something. Uh, what did I pre-order? Because I'm super jealous because you pre-ordered it. A Ready Player Two? Oh yeah, Ready Player Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can pre-order it on there. Yep. I did. I'm curious how they're going to turn that into, I mean, it's pretty wrapped up. Yeah, because I really liked the book, but then uh, I liked the book except for the end, basically. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's way different than the movie, but yeah. I don't know where they're going. I don't know how they're going to take that, but yep, I pre-ordered it anyway because I had an extra credit. So I was like, well, might as well use that now. Might as well. So when that comes out, I'll have it. But anyway, funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Audible link. A quick update about yesterday because once again, we did not have an episode and I apologize and for we some of that trying stuff. And we are trying to do, th- we are trying to have episodes, I swear. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just li- life and, and weird stuff is happening and... uh Essentially, what I'll give just a brief update um, because I I do, it's just it's I'm, classically something that would happen to me, and it's just life. I mean, and, and life. Yeah. So you know, as everybody knows, you know, I, or not everybody, I guess, I'm still getting people who are just finding out. But um, I was uh, laid off from Digital Trends a couple of weeks ago, September 30th. So I filed for unemployment. Um, which I haven't done that in a long time, but I did it that day and tried to get on top of it and do everything. And then this would have been the second week. So or the first full week w- over this last week. And, um, you know, and I'm applying for things, but that's, you know, it's unemployment. So it's yep. what you got to do. Um, well, I finally got the lesson of what a pain in the ass it is, at least here in Oregon. I don't know about other places because here I heard people complaining about how long it took to get through to anyone on the phone. So I got this paperwork saying there was an issue and that, it's not going to process. So I'm like, well, that, that sucks. Uh, so I had, I had to call to, to try to resolve it. Yesterday we were doing the show. I started my call an hour and a half before the show was, or maybe like 45 minutes or something before the show was going to start. Yeah. And I was still on hold. I'm like, well, I, I don't want to hang up because then I have to do this all over again. And it's messed up. It ended up being three hours before we hung up. And thank you to everybody who was a live listener who came along with us for that ride because we just kind of chatted about all kinds of things. <laughs> we were there. I know um, Courtney just says, was... you mean the three-hour ad for Cameo? <laughs> yeah, which ended up turning, turning into that because that's what we talked about while we filled time. We didn't put that up as an episode. Um, I mean, I, we'll put it in the archive. We if might you want well to listen to it. I mean, you, you can to. hear Greg's mental unraveling throughout the time. And you can... Plus... It's the I same don't even music know on how to repeat ex- over and over. I don't know how to explain it, but everybody but like because you're on hold, and everyone hung solid for the entire time. Like we had a a big group of folks, like we were all just we did. in it together, being tormented by this hold music. Um, we'll we'll um, <laughs> I'll put the, I'll put it up into the archive. So if somebody does want to listen to it, you can listen to it. Uh, it is three hours long, and, and it's there's, it's rambling. It's, it it is, is rambling, and there's just music in the background because it's the hold music. But anyway. All that being said, I ended up hanging up after three hours, just defeated. And so this morning, I was like, I'm going to get up. Uh, it opens at 8. I'm going to get on the phone before it even opens and get in that that queue or whatever mm-hmm. they've got. And so I did all that. 
got through the phone tree and then I was put on hold at like 8 a.m. And it was about actually 11 a.m. It was almost exactly three hours. I can double check before finally some, you know, I'm just constantly every hour. I'm like, oh, Jesus, like what is going on here? No, and then it starts to feel like a joke. And then you're like, wait, so is anyone ever going to answer ever? Yeah. And it finally ended up um, answering. And then uh, and how, then how'd that go. Yeah, so I got through to somebody, and then they basically told me that I'm in adjudication, which means there's some kind of dispute going on. or uh, And I don't think I'm – not, I'm not going to blame my former employer because they told me explicitly that they wouldn't be disputing it. So if there is something from their end, I genuinely don't think it's on purpose. But it doesn't mean that somewhere along the line, paperwork may have been misfiled, and it could be on me, whatever it is. It should be a very simple fix. Um and she may I say in particular, like like Greg and I talked about it, and Greg is a very nice, like polite person, but even more so, I'm just like you know, like when you're talking to them, you know, they're dealing with a bunch of stuff. So like, so just be you know, as over the top nice as possible. This woman was the most single, like the most unhelpful person I think I have ever heard on a phone call. Yeah, no I mean... information, no empathy. She's like, nope, I guess you can't do anything. Well, like, yeah, I mean, because I had it on speakerphone here, and but. uh you know, whatever it is. The final result, just for those who wanted the tallies, uh, two days, uh, six plus hours on the phone. And uh, I was told that, nope, it's in adjudication. There's nothing we can do. It could be several months before it's resolved. So that's where I'm at. So I'm trying a couple of different routes to see if there's anything. I was like, can you talk to the company? Can they send you something? Because I, I bet they will. They're, they're, not, they're not going to dispute it. But that still not, may not be enough. I don't even think that they can do it. I don't think I can do it. It's just going to be, as of now, stuck in this... Like purgatory? Purgatory, yeah, yeah where where I'm just, you know, I'm not going to be having any of that sport. So, so just, I'm okay. That's fine. Yeah. Just, just letting Greg, it there. Yeah, no, I know that you'll be fine. But also, if anybody has any, like, you know, backdoor ways into getting a hold of someone well, at the unemployment office, like... Or, or tips and tricks. Or tips and tricks. Send me some tips and tricks. That would be amazing. Also, if you are looking for a freelance on-camera <laughs> host or some audio work or voiceover work, go ahead and contact me, gregnibbler at gmail.com at any time, and I would be happy to accommodate whatever it is, whatever project you're working on. Uh, I'm your guy. All right. So anyway, going from there, that's just kind of the update. Let's talk about... Okay. So one of the things we did talk about during, during this three-hour, whatever it was yesterday, was Cameo. And Cameo is the service where you can... Um, you can hire actors or musicians, musicians or, any or kind podcast of like hosts, like celebrities, D list, F list celebrities, <laughs> and you can hire them to uh, read things for you or say hello. And usually these these things are like thirty seconds long. We talked about it all day, and in the back of my mind, I knew something that Sarah didn't. Was that I had no idea a cameo had been ordered for Sarah for her birthday. Last week, and it was by Lisa and Brian Wood, two of my favorite people on the fucking planet. Oh, they're amazing. They are so, so amazing. When we were out, uh, when we were out uh, on the coast, and like uh, you know, several of us for for your birthday stuff, um, Lisa had written me and said, and and we were talking back and forth about. She told me, I mean, it was all her idea of ordering this. This is all them, but she was just asking me a couple of questions, and I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like, that's so good. And of who's, who they were ordering. And so it kind of went, and there was like a, there's a few days that said like up to five days, and nothing had happened. And yesterday, even, I and, um, unbeknownst to me, Dan Bozik, we were both talking to Lisa about this, because <laughs> she had been talking to both of us. And she wrote me at, 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 
I don't know, like 5.45, like still nothing. I just don't think it's going to happen. And then about 45 minutes later, holy shit, it happened. It's here. <laughs> and so we went into this whole thing to um, to film Sarah seeing this cameo. And Yeah, so and I didn't know what was going on. So I was called over to, yeah, come in. Like, there's like, a, we have something to We got a beer at Landmark. And, and Bozik set up this, set up a camera and to film it and Sarah. And that's what I want to know. Did you have any idea what was coming? No. Not a clue. I thought maybe you had made like, like a friend video or something or like put together some like drunken karaoke nights or I don't know, like some video thing that you had on your computer, like in yeah. no way or like, you know, some slideshow or something, but in absolutely no world did I anticipate what what happened? And Sarah, who was your cameo from? Oh my, my cameo was from Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Meatloaf. It was Meatloaf. Meatloaf. So um, I so I was watching it, and for a second, I was like kind of confused as to what was going on. So I actually have it pulled up here. So as Greg was saying too, um, usually the cameos are around like you know two or three minutes long. Yeah. I look at the video. It's almost 26 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) And Lisa had written too. She was like, oh my God, it's so long. Like, I don't even know what he's talking about in half of this, but. Oh, all right. So wait, so here. So I want to play the very beginning. Yeah, I want to play the beginning. So this is when I was, because I was confused for a second. I'm like, who's this dude who's talking to me? I had, because it took me a second. Yeah, we set up a phone so she could watch it. Hi. Um, yes. I, um. I looked up at the top, um, and it's the only thing I've read so far of this message, okay? And it says, for Sarah, and then there's a big X. I'm not sure what goes after that. I think it starts with a D, the next word. So how I do this is I do not read the message. I would assume, and it's assumption... That most people, they get booked for these things, and they read the message, and so they think about what they're going to do, and in 45 seconds, they do it. And there's even a message from Cameo, the people that booked this, that goes, you have three Cameos, just think, in 30 seconds... You could be, you could have made, and they assume that every cameo is 30 seconds. I love him. Are you kidding me? Wow. I'm sorry. Um, and then it goes on for, um, okay. so that was a minute, that was roughly a minute. It goes on for 25 more minutes. Uh, at one point, he talks about me being 40. Then he also um, talks about his Broadway career, where at some point he played Father Time and had to wear a diaper. Yes. And then he sings me happy birthday. Yes. And for the closer, for the closer, my head almost exploded. We can't play it because, of course, copyright issues, but. Yeah, we can maybe see something. I, we might be able to get around it. I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, because I want, and we'll post the video with this episode. Um <laughs> He starts playing, uh, like he hits some tape recorder or like CD player or something, and (laughs) hits it, and fucking Bad Out of Hell, or excuse me, um, I Would Do Anything for Love, starts playing, and then he starts singing along with it, 
And then at the at one point he says, uh, I would do anything for Sarah, but I won't do that. And then I died. <laughs> it was so great. It was the single most ridiculous thing and, I think I've and here's the ever thing. seen. We're, we're going to bring on our, our friend Rick Emerson here right now, uh, our pal. And But before I do that, so I've been talking to Bozik, and he has put together uh, a whole thing. So it's a video of Meatloaf, of your reaction. We get the whole thing oh of whatever he's put, whatever masterpiece he's created. I saw a little part of it earlier um, when the birthday thing, because he sent me a clip. It's phenomenal what he has done. He's, I mean, he's, he's a wizard at it. talented. Yes, yeah. he's a wizard at it. And so that is something that we're going to get to see. We're going to be able to release this at some point, uh, probably later today. For everybody to watch. So for when we do, we will post video? it. For, yes. Oh my God. I was actually, I was so over. We start singing happy birthday to me. We're out in public and I start yelling. I'm like, Meatloaf singing me happy birthday. And some dude behind me too was like, oh no shit, Meatloaf. I'm like, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was hilarious. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> so uh, we will be putting that out there here at some point. Um, if it's not today, it'll be tomorrow, but it's, it's going to be glorious. I mean, it's just the most ridiculous thing. And that was super, like, just how thoughtful. Oh, I mean, what a great gift. <laughs> I mean, and it's something I can have forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, what you said, I'm like, that is so good. I mean, Lisa, you know, has been my friend for a zillion years now. And I'm just so grateful for her. And that was, it was so, I, I was so, it was unexpected. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, don't think in any way would sure I ever thought. Yeah, because basically yesterday we spent all afternoon as Greg was talking about like playing like, you know, like who do you think costs what on Cameo? Yeah, and that's what we were doing. <laughs> so <laughs> so it was uh, it was perfect, perfect timing yeah. for it and just so cool. But let's let's go ahead and get Rick on here and, uh, and talk to him about it, too, because I want to get his <laughs> thoughts on this. Yes. And uh, and we'll do that. So for everybody listening live, we're just going to take a quick pause. But for the podcast, well, you'll hear Rick right now you're allowed to speak. Yeah. Sarah. Yes, you please, <laughs> thank you, sir. Please speak, Sarah. Please say something. Blessed day. <laughs> Bless be the wait. What is it? Blessed be the fruit. Yes, I think so. And then it's like uh, may the may the something, Lord open. May the Lord open. Yes. Blessed be the fruit. That's right. That's from uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. AKA 2020. <laughs> oh. No, that's 2021. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's still coming. <laughs> oh, if we don't laugh, I'll cry. <laughs> All right. I don't know why this is... Ah. Quit, quit wheezing at me. How are your doggies? Uh, Willard's asleep in a sunbeam in the other room. Of course he is, because he is a sunbeam. I tried to get a photo of it, but it's like the sun is actually so bright, it just you can't really see it, but it's like, yeah, it's... Everybody else in the world is melting down, and he's totally, literally, he's just laying in a sunbeam, <laughs> snoring. He's so, just a little you know, earth angel in his little sun spot. Oh. Fucking dog. Just, <laughs> just the worst. Just amazing. <laughs> oh, no, his go. other, like, channels all the anxiety in the household. So, you know, it's a balance. <laughs> all right. It's okay. All right. Okay. Oh, Philo. I, see I, I found that I've been looking at a lot of pictures of dogs online lately, like, you know, like cute collections of like, you know, dogs doing silly things. Cause it's just like, that's a thing that makes me happy. Oh, so there's, um, you know, I'm a big Jonathan Colton fan and he 
so he put out this album like God, Jesus, I guess it's actually long ago than I longer ago than I thought. I guess it was Jesus. It seems like it's eight years ago now, which it doesn't seem possible. But so anyway, he put out this album in 2012. Um, it's called Solid State, and it's like a concept record or whatever. But it's but it's basically the songs are all about how technology is making us insane and you know and crazy. And mm-hmm. but he has this great song. He has this song in there called um, called uh, Looking at Pictures of Cats. And I think it's either called Pictures of Cats or Looking at Pictures of Cats. And so the the, uh, the whole thrust of the song is that like some terrible unnamed thing has happened and the news doesn't have any, the news channels don't have any more information. So they're just like recycling the same few like terrifying facts over and over and over again, making everybody nervous and like anxious. And so the chorus of the song is just like, so I'm looking at pictures of cats. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of perfect. So, um, have you ever? Do you use Chrome on your computer? I, it's funny you ask that, Sarah Dillon. Um, <laughs> just for the, I, so like once every like five months, there will be something that for some reason, like Safari and Firefox just refuse to do, and so I have no choice but to download Chrome and install it and use it until I can do the thing, and then I delete it again, just because I try to, you know, just because I try to delete stuff I'm not actively using and. I assume that Google is just scanning my DNA somehow every time I use any of their products. So, huh. um, so just like literally yesterday, I downloaded Chrome and used it for something because the other <laughs> browsers just wouldn't work for it. That is yes. so funny. I'm exactly opposite because I only use Chrome for everything, and then Safari's like my backup. I use that. I mean, Safari's bloated and slow and clunky, um, and Chrome is like lightweight and fast and does everything really smoothly. I just have this built-in. I mean, not like I, I'm off the grid or whatever. I just have this built-in <laughs> assumption that, sure. you know, that Google is just sort of, you know, hoovering up every single thing I do always. And I just tried, oh, I yeah. recently just tried to start minimizing that. I use Firefox as my default browser because it's like a combination. It's like the middle ground of like, it works pretty pretty quickly. And also I have reasonable confidence that like, it's it's not, you know, like gathering all my data, to, to, at least to not such a degree. I'm probably wrong about that. Who the yeah. fuck knows at this point? Well, I was going to say next time you use Google Chrome, because it's my favorite fucking um, addition, or what do you call them, like an extension? Mm-hmm. I have this one that's called Make America Kittens Again. And awesome. every time there's a picture of, do uh, you know who, and anything, it just replaces it with a picture of an adorable kitten. That's so pretty great. It's amazing. I've had it on my computer for like two years now. So every time there's a story featuring him, it just replace. I haven't seen a picture of him on my computer in like two years. It's it's amazing. So it's make so it, I, make America kittens again. Make America kittens. So I'll so I'll have to see if there's like an extension that does that for Firefox. So so two things. One, I have an extension. I don't think I run it much anymore, but I had this extension that would replace banner ads with works of art from the Louvre, and so. Oh, that's oh, pretty that's awesome. A, yeah. So you'd see like a Monet or whatever, you know, or, you know, Van Gogh instead of, instead of like a banner ad. Um, I also had one that would change, it would detect when someone misused literally and it would change it to figuratively, which I like a lot. <laughs> oh my God. Um, that's so snarky. That's yeah, it's snarky, but I sort of, but here's a thing that I would actually pay for. If anybody's listening out there, I can't tell you how many times a year I say to myself, if only, or out loud, like if I could code, I would totally blah, 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 blah. And I can't. But here's the thing I would not just use. I would pay like cash money for this, for an extension that, because I actually have an extension that removes like the the like the 
trending stories and the news feed and all that shit. But I would actually pay money, like good money, for an extension that would remove any headlines or stories or links that like where the upshot is like 700 beagles you know murdered by oh, whoever you know or whatever yeah. it's like well you know what i mean it's like some like if you're looking at some you know it'll be like a like a headline feed and it's like it's always like it'll be some there'll be inevitably like once a month some sad animal story i don't yeah. want to know about nope. and so a smart extension that filtered news headlines and just removed any reference to a story that was about like some sort of animal unpleasantness yeah I'd pay for that. that's just funny like whole day. i would i would do that same thing like the the people ruins, horribleness yeah that's well the people horribleness i've just kind of gotten used to i mean it's not good but the animal stuff yeah like abused dot anything I i'm like no i don't want to see the fastest see that. way that i can unfollow you or unfriend you on any kind of social media is if you show me any sort of like animal injured or even if it's like right. for for a good cause or like you know stop the animal abuse but then it's some like tortured bloody animal i'm like well, first of all, fuck you. Like, I don't want to see <laughs> right. that. And like, right. clearly I care about animals too. And like, you can use your words. You don't have to like, you know, catch people off guard with a yeah. horrific image. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think if you say that, like, you know, here's a woodchuck that's been horribly mistreated. Like, I know what those words mean. I don't need to see it. So <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no, I would totally pay for an extension that would just totally remove any story like, like that from a news feed. So I didn't even have to know the story existed. Um, Steven in our that. chat uh, just just posted something for a clickbait assassin link. So that's what it's called, clickbait assassin. So so maybe that that's actually something that's already exists. Clickbait assassin. Clickbait assassin. Yeah, it's a Chrome. Oh, extension. so it like removes clickbait. Oh, headlines. it removes yeah. all of those. Yeah. You know, like you get you won't believe I what she assume. looks like today. She used to be a blonde beauty, and then you know, it has some like <laughs> weird picture. I, I actually have like started to take. Like I've become really adversarial in my web usage lately where I actually take a really perverse pride in not clicking on things that are clearly designed to make me click. Like yeah. I'll actually just be like, fuck you. And I'll close the news browser. And it's like, they don't, I mean, I don't know if they, you know, they really don't know as such, but I know. And it actually is like a small little triumph in my life. It's like one when, win. That you can get. Yeah. Well, it's like when they're just dangling a shiny object in front of me and I'm like, well, you can take your shiny object and go fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs> Sorry. I'm feeling cranky today. I don't know why. <laughs> it's okay. all right. Um, no. Uh, all right. Yes. To something we were talking about here before. By the way, Rick Emerson, everybody. Rick Emerson. Um, oh, and I totally just put up the clickbait assassin thing on my Chrome extension. Did you try it? Okay. Yeah. No. Just well, we'll have to see. Yeah. If that works, that's good. Um, so Rick, you know about the cameo that Sarah got. I do. I do. I didn't know if that was a thing we were mentioning yet, but yes, we're I do. It's fucking awesome. Uh, isn't I, that crazy? Lisa and Brian Wood got that for me. It's amazing. I mean, I, it's just, I mean, who would ever have, have thought, I mean, I, it just the world is really, there's this guy, this author named Matt Taibbi, and he said this thing in the introduction to his most recent book. He said, he's talking about his approach to news and politics or whatever, but he said something that I thought was brilliant. He said, he said, I think that life is, what did he say? He said, I think the world is um, mostly terrible and ridiculous, but also kind of magical and, you know, or beautiful. And it's like, and I feel the same way and things mm -hmm. like that, like who would ever have thought that life would present you the opportunity to have like meatloaf just sitting there talking to you. Right. Yeah. Right. And for not 25 only, minutes. Cause these things, Jesus. we were actually talking about cameo yesterday. Ran, before and, I even knew anything, like we were, um, we were actually going through cameo and trying to guess how expensive people were. 
Because mm-hmm. it's kind of fun because sometimes, you know, like to see like the egos, like some celebrities consider themselves, you know, like a $3,000 cameo and some of them are, you know, $5. Yeah, yeah, or five so, bucks. So. Uh, but most of these things are like, you know, 30 seconds to 60 seconds max. And he went off for over, what is it, 25? Almost, yeah, 25 minutes. Like 25 half minutes. minutes. <laughs> 25 minutes <laughs> yes. long. So much. Like, I thought it was an error at first. I was like, yeah. well, I bet the last 23 minutes is just silence or something. And it's just. Oh, my God. Like, and then he just kept ending. Oh, Rick just froze up on us. Oh, no. Of course. Um, I'll take a look here and see what's going on. We'll get him back. Um, Rick, I don't know if you can hear us or not, but, you know, of course things are going to freeze snapped, up. Right. Snapped, oh, yeah, edit, edit. Up. Yep. Okay. Hold Rick, on. you back? There he is. Yes, I'm back. Okay, okay. no, you guys froze, but you guys froze in the best position ever. I actually screen capped it because it's like, Sarah was like, had her like doing like a Macaulay Culkin with her hands to her face just now. It was like fantastic. So. Awesome. I'll be looking Yeah, he, but I was like, I was like, well, this can't be 25 minutes. And then I, I was like listening and or watching and he like kept, and then later he's like, and so then when I was casting hair and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it just goes on forever. And then, is, yeah. so Bozik, um, Bless his heart, because I didn't know what was going on. Actually, set up a camera while I was watching it, so he brought a stand so that I could see it because I had no, uh. I had no clue. So there's a he actually has a video that he's putting together of my reaction yeah. to especially like you know him saying, saying I would do anything for Sarah, but I won't do that. Did you hear that part? <laughs> my head I mean, almost yeah, exploded. I, I, yeah, I just you know that's one of those things where you go like, well, well done, science and technology. I mean, that's a yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, that's it, incredible. It's it was, amazing. It was so unexpected. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, well, that whole. I mean, it's such a great idea that. Yeah, Rick, uh, you should Brad totally get have. cameo. You should totally get on there and. Yeah, and that's the other I thing. Mean, like I, taking a look, like like at this, just how many people are on here, and how many people I have no idea who they are. Like, there's there's just some random ones where. I'm like, yeah, I mean, they must have a fan base, and that's fine. I'm sure most people don't know who we are, but still, it's kind of kind of strange seeing what's on here. Oh no, I'm totally. And then you mean, have. I'm totally shameless. I, I applied to be on there yesterday. Yeah, okay, as you should. Yeah, I'm the, for fun employment. Radio. So do you have to apply? Do they have to approve you? And like, do they have to verify that you are who you say you? Like, in other words, could you create like a fictitious like I'm a faith healer or whatever? Oh, I don't know because they ask for that. your. They ask you for a social media handle or like a website or something, and then they ask mm-hmm. you how many followers you have. And like your best email address, and then mm. you just kind of send it. Because I'm looking, there are a lot of podcasts on here. Some of which, there's one podcast which I totally want to buy a cameo from them because it's the saddest thing. They listed themselves as a dollar. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. And so I kind of wanted, I kind of want to buy them. And be like... I mean, it's just crazy what people value themselves as. Like, here's here's one. How much do you think Chris Kirkpatrick from InSync would be? Because he's on here. What would you guess be? Well, okay, now uh, because I've never really he gone, needs a I base only know level, about cameo. Yeah. Like, so in other words, how much would it be? Like, what do I? So it's a flat what do rate. I get? It's a flat rate, and you get a, just a personal video. Um, like I said, usually, like from what I understand, thirty to sixty seconds long, where they're like, uh, "Hey, Rick Emerson, I hear lucky. you're a big fan of InSync. Thanks for joining. You know, thanks uh, for being cool." Two hundred fifty dollars. Okay, Sarah. Uh, one twenty-five. hundred bucks. Oh, hundred bucks! You can get get one fifth or however many of InSync. Yeah, it's great. So I'm looking at this because it's it's hard to find like the actual base because like you'll look at someone like I'm looking at Alyssa Milano. She's two hundred and fifty dollars, but then Jason Alexander, you know George from Seinfeld, is a thousand dollars. Like okay, George. 
See, if I had a thousand dollars, I would totally pay for that because, I mean, and this is no knock to his, uh, you know, to, to George Costanza, you know, and all that. But so I first encountered him as the voice of Duckman in the cartoon of the same name, oh. and so I would totally, you know, I would totally like have him just, you know, like say stuff just in character as Duckman, which I'm imagining. He might enjoy as a break because he probably doesn't get that as much. And so I would totally pay for that. I should offer him like half of his normal rate if he'll just do it as Duckman. Yeah, 500 <laughs> bucks. Give me 60 seconds yeah. of Duckman. with him. Yeah, $500. <laughs> Come on, George. <laughs> wow. Um, I was just thinking about you the other day too, Rick, because uh, I didn't realize that I hadn't seen this before, but I just watched for the first time and I was hanging out with Greg and a couple people, uh, Beavis and Butthead do America. Oh, yeah. I just saw oh, that the movie? For the, yeah, I just saw that for the first time. And then I'm, it made me realize like why you and Greg are kind of the way that you are. I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Well, Wait, at the what time. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know what that means either. I think it just but... means because they're like the sense of humor and like all the music influence and everything. I just, oh, yeah. and the pop culture. I didn't realize how many like actual celebrities are like with like Demi Moore and Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis and... David Letterman. Yeah. 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 It's nuts. Like Cloris Leachman and just yeah. a whole bunch of, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I only saw that movie once. I saw it in the theater and I don't know. I have sort of mixed feelings. I'm glad it exists or whatever. It's yeah. that, you know, they work better in a short form format to me. It's, um, but I mean, I, Beavis and Butthead, I don't know. Is it, I don't know if I actually said this on the, like, or I just thought it at some point, but I had this idea like, like a few months ago that like Mike Judge should bring Beavis and Butthead back to riff on Trump whenever he's on television, because if you want to talk about something that would strike at that guy's ego in a real base primal way yeah. to have Beavis and Butthead like watching him. I mean, it's hard to think of something that would be a more pointed and probably, you know, and probably effective like attack than that. Oh, I mean, imagine genius. turning on television and Beavis and Butthead because the brilliant thing about it is it's a no lose scenario because if they, if they make fun of him, that's awesome. If they love him, that's actually more damning in a weird way. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, because they're morons. That is a so, genius idea. I, this is what I'm saying. So, Mike Judge, I'm just telling you that idea is right there. It's fucking fried gold. That is that money in the bank. He should be honest. Um, so uh, the um, but when I first saw Beavis and Butthead in '93, '94, whenever it came out, it mm -hmm. was in '93 maybe, and it was uh like before it sort of got famous and i remember uh it, 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 like a friend of mine's like hey you gotta watch this thing beavis and butthead and i was like what the fuck is that and he's like oh, it's this cartoon on mtv and the first time i watched it like for a while like for the first i don't know episode or whatever i was kind of like i was sort of like angry like i was like i i sort of thought i was somehow being like ridiculed like i was like i took it real personally <laughs> i was like it was an assault I can, on my I can people see that reaction yeah yeah no i was totally like this is you know i don't care for my you know i don't care for my culture being objectified in this way beavis in my head <laughs> but then it's that thing where you realize if you watch it you know i i realized pretty quickly that you can't make that dead on of a parody unless you come from and sort of love and appreciate that culture that it, yep. it was like, he knows these guys, he might be this guy, or he used to be this guy. And so that's kind of why he's able to sort of, because it's, I mean, and the thing about Beavis and Butthead is that they were so, they they have the an ability that I lack. As you can tell right now, I'm unable to say anything in like one sentence. Everything <laughs> I say, I just say it like way too long. But Beavis and Butthead were able, like even before Twitter, before memes, they could summarize what a video was in like one sentence. So yeah. there was like, I remember them watching the video for Baby Baby by Amy Grant. 
Oh, I love that song. I love that song too. <laughs> and the video is like her in a polka dot dress walking a dog down the street or whatever. And I remember Butthead, they watch it and Butthead just says, is this a Clarenceville commercial? <laughs> and I was like, that totally summarizes that entire video's approach. Like it, like it's perfect. So anyway. it was so good at that. And and honestly, like some of the videos, some of the bands that they would parody or, or bands that I really liked. Yeah. Too. That's, oh, I yeah. remember like watching it and knowing that there were like cool bands that they were actually talking about. Yeah. And, like I, learning about there was things. One, I think it was for typo negative and, I, I believe that's what it was. Was I it think it was Christian woman? Yeah, but oh. it, it was like, but just like his only commentary was, oh. That is 100%. Yeah. I love that band, but it's 100%. They were able to cut to the core of what a band was about. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, although, you know, it's funny because we and, and, I, you know, some some bands like took it really personally. Like they got all like pissed off about it or whatever. But but like I think it was um like Rob Zombie like flat out says he's just like we would not have a career like I would not have a career without Beavis and Butthead because when they played uh, Thunder Kiss '65 on Beavis and Butthead, like they had uh, put out that record like a year before and they'd actually released three singles from it. And I think they'd released Thunder Kiss like twice as a single, trying to get somebody and nobody would play it and everybody ignored it. And the record company was like literally in the, like just signing the paperwork to drop them. And because of Beavis and Butthead, that, you know, that's the only reason that that band ever caught on. So it's a, you know, that was a real powerful show in its time. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, seeing in our chat yeah. right now, Mr. Jenky just said, pretty sure Beavis and Butthead was the first place I saw White Zombie. Yep. You know, and then Rob Zombie, even in the movie, has that whole section in Beavis and Butthead Do America when they're tripping on peyote. Which, that, that, that was my favorite part of direction. that. That was my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. That I was mean, it's, really cool. Yeah, it's it's unmistakably Rob Zombie, like, artwork. Yeah. You know, the crazy monster demon stuff. And But yeah, it's 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 kind of funny that just how much came out of that. And also, I think for a lot of people, they don't understand, you know, this is old people talking, but... Um, <laughs> what don't they understand? Yeah, you know, just, just how much of an influence that it did have. You know, because it wasn't just... Oh, it was everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Every t-shirt, everything. You know what? I'm just looking right now. In July, Mike Judge did announce that he is going to be doing two new seasons of Beavis and Butthead. I knew that they were coming back. It's going to be reimagined. It's going to be reimagined. So it's him, and he might age them. Because, you know, since they've been forever teenagers. Oh, wow. They might be older. That'll be interesting. Well, because the weird thing is, when you think about Beavis and Butthead, so like... 16. So that's so because they would be 40 right now, about, oh, yeah. which is weird. I'm the same age as Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, ha- happy late birthday, by the <gasps> oh, way. Oh, thank I'm, you. Like the worst person in the world. I totally like. You are not. Don't worry about we it. We were talking. You even like mentioned your birthday. And then I was like, a note to self. And then I totally just like <laughs> fell out of my head. I can't believe it's not in my calendar for some reason. Oh, so. that's okay. Well, thank you very <laughs> uh, much. I remember your 40th birthday. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. you're a better person than I am. It's weird. No, I'm, I'm not. not no, no, I'm not saying I remember to wish you. No, I'm saying I remember you turning forty. Not like I remembered your birthday. No, I not might that have. Way. Uh, did I? I don't know if I texted because I was like half asleep. I think when I texted you about this, but is it's weird that um, like that you and I, Sarah, have known each other for half your life. I know, which is weird. That's so weird. Wow, isn't that, that crazy? Is weird. Yeah. And we still like each other. Yay! It's true. That's success, <laughs> especially through radio. Yeah, yeah I would. Re- I would definitely rewatch the um, reimagined Beavis and Butthead. The uh, and what kind of sucks is that because so MTV. Um, I think this is 
I think no. This I guess this isn't really in that. I want my MTV books. I think it stops at ninety one. But um, MTV had this really brilliant thing in their contracts where if you sent your video to MTV, part of the contract was okay. Well, if you want to send us your your video for you know consideration, we might not even play it, but just for consideration, it was in the contract that MTV could use the video or the song for anything they wanted on the network, which is why you would always hear it in the back of the real world or on you know, extreme sports or whatever the fuck. Um, but that didn't apply to home video. And so if you would buy the Beavis and Butthead home videos, it was just the animated segments and not the video segments. Right. Um, huh. Which is unfortunate. Uh, however, some enterprising person has has uh, taken, I think, the entire run of that series, including the music videos, and they are all uh, available on the, the, the library of the internet. So oh. those are all kind of out there. Because they also had to change the names on the shirts, right? Because they didn't have Metallica and ACDC. It was like right. Skull. Skull. And, and yeah. <laughs> and it was Skull and like... Um, I can't remember what the other one was. I can't remember the other one either. It was Skull and something or other. I Death. have... Death. Yes. <laughs> of course. So I have somewhere, um, somewhere in like my pile of radio crap and one of my boxes in the basement, I have this CD, uh, kids, that's a compact disc, uh, which is what music used to come on. And <laughs> it was when I worked in uh, rock radio and it was this CD that MTV sent to radio stations. And it was, it was just, so what it let you do is it let you do this live interview with Beavis and Butthead because the CD oh, was just no. their side of the conversation. Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah, and so you'd say like, so Mr. Buff Eid, and he'd and then you'd play with track one and be like, uh, it's Butthead or whatever. And so it was just Mike Judge doing, <laughs> you know, just their side of the conversation, which I like I said I've got that somewhere. So that's a uh, um, that's yeah, gold. Kind of- you need to find that. That would be amazing. I will I will try to hunt it up. It's like downstairs with a bunch of my other stuff. So Oh gosh. Bozak just sent me a bunch of videos. Oh, but we can't play them. Rick can't hear them. I'll send them these to you later. But yeah, Bozak, we'll post them up. Yeah. With the reaction of Meatloaf singing, I would do anything for Sarah, but I won't do that. <laughs> well, we do have the reaction to that. There is a video of that. Oh yeah, but that Rick can't hear it. No, yeah, but he can't yeah, hear we'll, it. We'll do it. We'll do it later. We'll figure but, it out. Um, but yeah, it's still that's such a good idea. But I'm looking at Cameo now. It's all cameo all the time. Hey, uh, Rick, how much do you think William Hung is? Oh my God! I know. Um, yeah, that's how. That's how it random. Gets. Actually, this he's is. more famous than a lot of these people. I I mean, I don't know. I just always want to say three hundred and fifty bucks because it seems like that's <laughs> go low a good benchmark price, go, but I have no idea. Twenty dollars. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> it's like I kind of want him to sing something to but me. Have, oh, what are you gonna do? They have Heidi Fleiss is on here. Listed as activist, um, Heidi activist. Fleiss. Activist. Wow. Uh, what do you think Heidi Fleiss would run? 200. It seems like that's the most loaded question in the world. How much are <laughs> Heidi Fleiss? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, see, now I feel like I have no idea what the pricing structure of this even is. It's, it's like, really I, random. Do yeah, so- you set your own pricing or is there like an algorithm that determines what people will pay? All right. Yeah. So this is what I was looking up yesterday because I came, I became very obsessed with this even before the meatloaf thing happened. This was yesterday afternoon. So um, I, they can set their own pay, but um, how Cameo gets paid is they Cameo gets 25% of whatever their price is. So that's why I feel like bad for the dollar podcast because they only get like 75 cents of their $1. Yeah, but well, they probably but I mean. That's 75 if, cents you know, they didn't if, have. If, but if you have like a quantity business, it's like if you can get there's probably a sweet spot where you can get, you know, a lot of people doing it at, you know, a reasonable price as opposed to waiting for one person to pay you five hundred dollars or something. So it's um, I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like if this is one of those things that I feel like I can never do uh, because I feel like there's just no way that it wouldn't have some weird impact on your, on like your self-esteem because it's yeah. like, do you remember when there was like this thing for like a day and a half, 10 years ago where everybody was worried about their clout score? Yeah. yeah I mean, like, oh God, I forgot. Oh, I hated that thing. Yeah. I know. Well, I think everybody was like, fuck that. And then it just vanished. Like, I don't even know what happened to that company. I assume that Facebook or whoever bought them and just closed them, turned it yeah, off. I don't know. Yeah, I remember but, they tried to make it a big deal to determine your self-worth, basically. Well, which clout. it apparently is in China now. It's not clout as such, but China now has, like, this this computerized, like, social credit system where oh, it, like, yeah. literally you have, like, a ranking as, like, a person. Like, how important you are as a person among the one billion people in China. Good Lord. Yeah, it's full-on, like, Black Mirror style. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. But this is just, like, one of those... Because, you know, if you're Scott Baio or somebody... Like, you've got to just, I mean, again, like, I can't, with a guy like that, it's like, well, okay, on the one hand, you go, well, it's just Scott Bayo, but, you know, I was thinking about William Hung, because, I mean, this is like, everybody sort of knows this at this point, but it's sort of crazy how how quickly the world just moves on from everything mm-hmm. now. I mean, like, a day and a half, it's like David Lee Roth used to joke, you know, like, here today, gone later today, which is now true. That's like a thing that is now the case. It used to be, even when I was a kid, Somebody could do like one, you know, appearance on like, you know, the, the Tonight Show, or they could be on a sitcom for like one season, and they were just famous for the rest of their fucking lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people who were on like Happy Days, like except for you know, like, like except for Ron Howard, I think, like nobody else from and Scott Bale, like nobody else from that show really did much. I mean, it's not like the you know the guy who played Ralph Mouth went on it, but everybody in my generation fucking knows that guy forever. Yeah, that is. And they can make a career out of it, too. I mean, I wonder when that when that stopped, because, yeah, if you were like even a guest spot on something or like even in like Star Wars, like you were one like random alien. Well, that still works. I mean, those those people you get a spot in Star Wars with just a few lines and like a character name. You're set for cons forever. (laughs) Same thing with Star Star Trek and Star Wars. Yeah, you can go sign autographs at conventions for the rest of your life. Yep. That's, you know, charge 20 bucks. And I mean, like, think about so like I was at um uh uh I was at this uh like a this like discount like grocery place you know the other day mm. like the dented can store <laughs> and so I was like whatever I was walking around with my like you know looking for whatever and and then they have like music on and it's always just random stuff and then all of a sudden this song started playing and there's like this piano intro and I was like what the fuck is this song and then I realized. It was sort of amazing, actually. It was actually this song. I feel like one of those songs only I know, much less by heart. It was this song called um, uh, All or Nothing at All, which was a song by the boy band O-Town from the first season of Making the Band. <laughs> Didn't you? You, you wow. used to like really love O-Town. Or I bet you, do you I still? Love the, yeah. The first season of Making the Band I liked a lot just because it was sort of a new concept. It was like, the, because it was Lou Pearlman who ended up being way creepy and I think a pedophile. Yeah. yeah. He's dead, yeah. so I could be wrong about that. Sorry, I don't mean to defame. <laughs> no, um, I'm pretty sure no, he I'm went pretty to sure jail. Yeah. He went to jail yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, uh, so, but yeah, but but at that point I was like, I was really taken with the idea of a guy, cons- you know, the whole notion of a, somebody constructing a band from scratch and then, you know, sort of a behind the music industry curtain kind of thing. Cause there was no illusion that they were a, a legit band. It was totally like, a, we're making this band from scratch. There's no lie about it. We're just fabricating this band. And I was like, that's interesting. I'll watch that. And I knew all those songs by heart. And there was like a brief window of time like they opened for Britney Spears and shit. And like, oh, yeah. Now, I'm not even sure that I would recognize them if I was in an elevator with them. I mean, which has got to be weird for those guys, right? Like, it's a. They have that moment and then. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got to be strange. Yeah, that to... has to be. Yeah, to be rocking up, like, to have it that, because at that time, you know, that was probably one of the top shows, you know, in the U.S. at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and yeah, have all that backing behind it. And it's like, nah, nobody likes you. So we're just going to stop now. And then, then yeah, not having that. And it just all just goes away. Well, then you, I mean, even Chris Kirkpatrick on here for a hundred bucks from mm-hmm. NSYNC. Like, right. And he, I mean, they were the biggest band in the world for like years. Yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, I'm not saying he's hard up for money or whatever, but I mean, no. it's like it does. If you go up to, I mean, so for example, everybody, I mean, I think it's fair to say that you could go find a 19 year old or a 16 year old or whatever. And they at least know who Elvis Presley is. That's yeah. just a thing. They'll know. They may not know his songs or whatever, may, you know, may not be fans or whatever, but they'll know who Elvis Presley is. They're not going to know who the fuck Chris Kirkpatrick is. They're just not. Yeah. That's just not a thing they're going to know. And which is no diss on Chris Kirkpatrick. It's no, just that he seems I mean, like a really cool dude, but actually honestly, yeah. the interviews I've seen with him, but, but yeah, there was just a time where like, if you got on television for like an hour, like you were famous forever. And now you can literally be the most famous person in the world for a few days. And like, you know, like, like by the following Wednesday, the whole world's like, who? We just have no clue. Oh, that's wacky and accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a strange, I mean, I guess it's just, and there's, you know, I could bitch about it, but that's just how it is. Like, there's just nothing you can really do about it at this point. I, uh, it's a, you know, I, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a weird I was thinking about this like the other day. Um, I mean, not to be too much about the current moment or whatever, but I was thinking yeah. about how, you know, we all know that there's like this, you know, there's there's one network for people on the left and there's one network for people on the right, <clears throat> you know, and then basically every news falls, every news organization call, falls into one silo or the other. It's either, hey, Republicans suck or it's, hey, Democrats suck. And there's really no middle ground at this point. And I was thinking that... I mean, if there really was, and then I have, and then I have like one quick question um, that it, like le- is tied to this. But if there really was like a legitimate, not made up, like a totally genuine and important scandal, how would we know? Right. I mean, that's and how could you convince anybody of it? No, because everybody just assumes that it's fake, whatever it is, on either side. Right. Half the country is not going to believe it, no matter how real. It is. Like if there Facts was a genuine. Yeah. yeah. When did I that mean, start they, happening? I mean, honestly, because I remember like one day it was like the switch flipped and then it's just like, oh, well, everyone's liars. And then everyone started to believe that and then nothing was real. Well, I mean, I can tell you from studying propaganda classes in school, you tell people enough on a big enough of a platform, eventually they start believing it. Like that was one of the things that not to, not that we need to go too serious on this stuff, but that was actually specifically one of the things in my classes where we had this guy, um, we had a Serbian and a Bosnian who were both survivors of the war on either side come and speak in the class. And the Serbian guy was like, look, with Slobodan Milosevic, imagine if David Duke was all you heard for like a year and he just kept telling you it's these other people and they're the liars and they're all this. He's like, eventually you're going to start believing it because it's like that's what you're hearing and yeah. that's what you want to listen to. So I think I'm not comparing it exactly to that, but there's some similarities there. If you've got a big enough of a platform and you say it enough, people will be like, oh, that's right. And humans, I mean, as much, the thing is, like, as I've gotten older, I've tried to be, I've tried to really second or to question my own, not only my own beliefs, but my own memories, my own opinions. I'm like, well, why the fuck do I think that? Why do I remember this? Did that really happen? Am I remembering it wrong? Because I, you know, it's like, because our like humans are just so malleable. I mean, there there was like this uh, this famous study they did not too long ago where like 
they brought a whole bunch of people in, you know, that I don't know, they thought they were being, they thought they were being focus grouped for something or other, but it was really a psychological test. And they, they had this whole group of people and one by one individually, they were all talked to separately. And after just like an hour, they were able to get people to remember taking uh, trips to Disneyland that had never happened. Wow. Um, and so it, it like in some cases they would say like they would get people to remember having their photo taken with a mascot version of Bugs Bunny at Disneyland. But here's the thing. There's no Bugs Bunny at Disneyland because that's Disney yeah. and not Warner Brothers. And, but they were they were able to get people to go like, oh, I totally remember having my photo taken with Bugs Bunny at Disneyland. They like people like within an hour, people were flat out remembering shit that demonstrably provably had never happened. And I mean, so that, that's, I mean, so that's why I, you know, it's not hard to believe that stuff because yeah. our brains are just putty basically. And, but so are you guys watching the new Watchmen series? We've, I've seen it all the way through. Have you, I don't think you did, Sarah. I, I didn't. I watched a few of the episodes. I, did, I never finished it though. Uh, is it done or is it? I yeah. haven't watched it. Is it. Um, what is it? Damon Lindelof. I may have the, I think it's him that wrote it. He yeah. basically said, um, until he has some idea of how he would want to take it, he's not interested in doing it again. Okay. So Well, yeah. so this is like a – and so I don't know anything about the series except that it's apparently a lot different from the comic, from the graphic novel. Yeah. Um, mm, it is, yeah. And so I guess – spoiler for anybody who's not read the graphic novel, I guess maybe if you don't want to hear this or whatever. But so in the graphic novel, the – I mean one of the many uh, – you know, there's a lot going on there. But like one of the upshots is that – what's his name? Adrian Velt or whatever the guy's name is. He basically – contrives or constructs this alien invasion mm -hmm. in a sort of like last ditch attempt to unite humanity and to get us to put all of our bullshit behind us and to band together. And so he like has this giant alien appear in Times Square or whatever. Um, and so I'm assuming I don't, I'm guessing this series maybe doesn't do that because they didn't even do it for that Zack Snyder version. No, actually completely the opposite. So they, they pay homage to the to the previous one. It's kind of like a rough sequel, only set you know many years in the future from where the mm -hmm. original one happened. Okay, but they do they they go with that with that. Theme. Okay, they that okay and so prominent. Okay, because my thing is like as weird. I mean, Alan Moore, the guy who wrote Watchmen, is you know famously sort of a dick about or principle, depending on how you look at it. Like he just mm. doesn't, you know, want to, you know, he like doesn't, like he doesn't make any money off film adaptations of his work, you know, cause he doesn't, he doesn't, unlike a lot of artists who bitch about, you know, that like he bitches about it, but also doesn't take the money, which is, I admire that, I guess. But, um, but what's weird is that as we, if we look around um, this current madhouse that we call planet earth, we can tell that that clearly would not work. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, obviously that would not be sufficient. So, cause there's actually like a, like an actual genuine invader. It's not huge. It's tiny. And also it's, you know, just killing people with like roulette abandon everywhere. Mm -hmm. And clearly, you know, I hate to point that to Alan Moore, but that premise is flawed. Cause that's obviously, you know, that's obviously not going to work in terms of, uh, you know, human unanimity. So yeah, I, I was yeah. curious if the show had gone, had gone with that approach or whatever. Cause that feels it's weird now. It's the show is really good. It takes a couple of episodes to fully understand what they're doing with it. Um, but once you get past like the first couple of episodes and start getting it, it's it's pretty fantastic. And 
because um, Damon Lindelof, he's the same guy who did Lost, The Leftovers. Right? Or, oh, uh, no, he yeah. did The Leftovers. Yeah, he did yeah. The Leftovers, So that, which is also a really weird... Yeah, he also did Lost. Yeah, yeah, he's he was the creator and showrunner of Lost, Leftovers, and The Watchmen. And then some other stuff, too, like mm-hmm. a bunch of other things. So he's got a good idea of how to take things, but it's also weird as hell. Because oh, all yeah. three of those Leftovers shows are so really weird. fucking weird. I love that show, but it was the But then they show. kind of bring it back together. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that The Leftovers is good. I never watched it. Oh, though. it's it's fantastic. It is fucking bonkers. It's but really it is, strange. But it has a it has a great like you it's a satisfying ending. I mean, it's just all over the place, but um it's it's amazing. I, I really enjoyed that show. But speaking of shows really quick, Rick, did you see that Dexter's coming back next year? Dexter like Dexter. Dexter Dexter. Dexter? Yes. They're doing a ten wow. a ten episode limited like mini series. They're gonna start filming it at the beginning of twenty twenty one and it's supposed to supposedly be out in the fall of twenty twenty one. Is it gonna be Michael C. Hall and what's your yep. name again? It's Michael C. Hall. He signed on and so did the original uh show writer. And he said that he would have never brought it back had they not come up with an you know, an amazing way to continue on with this character that they had built and they said that they have a, a awesome storyline. So they're gonna be doing a ten yeah, a ten part series for it i am so excited yeah i I, i'm curious to see like what they would actually do with it because i i gotta guess right now i guarantee in it somewhere they're going to have uh who are the murder podcast girls what's her name why am i blanking oh my favorite murder my favorite murder there's gonna be a clip of them talking about the bay harbor butcher oh my god oh god that's too on the nose it'll be there so there no well that's no that's really good well because it's um because uh I forget the other woman's name, but Karen Kilgariff shows up on um, uh, "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," which is that not it's not a you know it's not fiction. That's a it's a documentary series mm-hmm. on HBO or whatever. But it's you know because she's become one of the go to people for anything. That's brilliant, though. I would not have thought of that. That I I now that you said that, I feel like I would stake anything that they will do that. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, that was well a done. good call. That's a good call. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's pretty. Wow. Solid. Okay. All right. All right, you guys. Well, I think that this was an amazing conversation we had today. Yes. I need to go upload yes, my sir. meatloaf videos. No, that's what's going on. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. Um, yeah. And, because... Rick, I'm going to send you the, the videos of the um, – just it's small clips of the reaction of me, like, yelling at yes. people that, that meatloaf is singing. Uh, we got to put them all up because they're all – It's a horrible camera angle. It is, it is not a flattering image of me, but the content is funny, so I will just not be the obsessed angles. with – the angle is bad. I will not be obsessed with the, how chunky I look, which is fine, but it's just an unflattering angle, but the content is very funny. Okay. That's my story. It is. Thank it you is for great. Yes. Yeah. So we'll get, we'll get Buzzick put up there. Well, it that. just, I mean, just like seeing it like made my whole day. So <laughs> that makes me so happy. Yeah. No, it's, oh, that, that's fantastic. The happy birthday one is so good. I've, and I've been on this whole jag of listening to the Rocky Horror uh, Picture Show, you know, soundtrack anyway. So it's, you know. Oh, it's the time for it. Oh, I'm going to do that this afternoon, too. I yeah. Think it's, I, uh, some days are for, like, listening to audiobooks for me and some days are music. This is definitely a music day. I, there was, like, several days last week where if you had walked, if you'd, like, if you'd passed by my house, like, if you'd walked down the street in front of my house, you literally would have just, if you'd, like, looked in the window, you would have seen me literally, like, twirling around the living room and like vacuuming <laughs> while singing like sweet transvestite so that's you know. awesome <laughs> good you, you live know. your life that makes me happy <laughs> Dude, I, embraces he embraces life with zest Heck yeah <laughs> oh, well thank you rick and thank you for i'm yes. sorry about the wonky schedule this week has just been you know like uh, all weeks it's always kind of a shit show yeah, so i appreciate you 
and then we'll just chat next week at some point on some random day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can make it work. Right. Well, I'll be around. Awesome. Awesome. Rick Everson, thank you. All right. See ya. Um, and thank you everybody for tuning in too. Yes. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 513-575-9120. Huge thank you, Lisa and Brian Wood, for that cameo. God for- damn it, I <laughs> love you guys. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. And, uh, and Bozik for putting together the video. Yes. So we'll have that up. Thank Just you. follow us on Twitter and we'll probably put it up on our YouTube channel too. So oh, we'll God. we'll have it out there for everybody to see All right. soon. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. All right. Bye, Rick. Bye, everybody. Oh, dot com. Did I say that? Uh, you know, nah. it's implied. Nah.